G'day humans, what's going on? Chris Funder here with Fruity as Alex. We took a week off to recharge, but we're back better than ever for the weekly wrestling wrap. And by God, what a big two weeks it's been in wrestling. But before that, you know, we're getting to the end of winter. Winter is coming, is approaching in North America, but usually this time of year, Mark's the finals in the footy. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, the Essendon counter still continues to tick. <laughs> Yeah, yes. at least it wasn't in your in your grasp, mate, and it didn't get stolen away by Warwick fucking team. Fuck you, Warwick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, good, good little uh, listen there for Warwick. But uh, I suppose uh, that out of the way. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, don't yes. don't be a Colton supporter. <laughs> Just don't. Next year's your year. Oh. Yeah, we've said that a few years in a, in the past, haven't we? Oh, uh, look on the bright side. At least you're not Eston and the club collapsing in on itself before the last round. Historically speaking, because we finished ninth, we should be allowed to play finals and win. <laughs> because we've done it before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Um, should we uh, touch on some local wrestling news? Yeah, let's do it. I think we're, we're well overdue for a, an Aussie edition, but with yeah, as we are. work as we're doing, we're sort of doing, at least trying to do one show a week. Uh, PWA, Black Label, PWA Pro Wrestling Australia, whatever name it's officially going by now, based out of Sydney, has announced the LFG Tour. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you call it the Let's F and Go Tour or the Let's freaking go to her. <laughs> I, I think LFG's vague enough so they don't get in any trouble or anything. But yeah. So a tour of East Coast Australia starting October 1st. They're going to the Gold Coast. October 2nd, Bayside in Brisbane. October 7th and 8th, Coliseum will be in Victoria. No venue announced yet that I've seen. So that's interesting, taking Coliseum out of Sydney. Yeah, interesting. Uh, October 14th, I will be at the Uni Bar in Wollongong. Wollongong, rather. October 15th, uh, a show with Nui Pro in Newcastle. Then October 21st, returning to the Roundhouse in Sydney before October 28th, doing a show in Canberra. So hitting all the uh, sort of all the major cities there along uh, eastern Australia. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome, man. Um, it's about time a local promotion decided to do a bit of a tour. Yeah, I can't recall I think, the last time this happened. I think before the pandemic happened, we were sort of shaping up that way with maybe MCW heading that way, but then. The pandemic happened and everything beside behind the scenes rather happened at MCW. Yeah. And uh it sort of led to MCW being overtaken, in my opinion, by PWA out of Sydney as the now number one company in this country. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I suppose anything else major you want to touch on, at least from a an Aussie or a Kiwi perspective? Uh Nothing that comes to the top of my mind. Um, I randomly had a 
message conversation with Julian James the other week. Uh, that was cool, especially considering recently we had a random tangent on our podcast about Helter Skelter. Yes. Helter Skelter. Yeah. Still so underrated. Yes, very underrated. So, um, yeah, he said he was going to check out the podcast soon. So, jeez. Oh, so I got I, yeah. I gotta remember which episode it was that we had our Helter Skelter um, tangent um, on. Ring of Honor, uh, Supercard of Honor show. And who were, were we comparing Helter Skelter to? The Righteous, Bateman. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I gotta send him that link. Okay. I'll find, yeah. If I remember, I'll find the timestamp later because I do have a an appointment today, so we do have a bit of a, a hard out to try to get through everything. Last yeah. bit of international news, I do have the G1 jotted down to to talk about as we go through the uh, the past two weeks of in-ring action. But, right. Uh, NXT UK, uh, very much a tree falling in the woods. Did anyone know about this? Yeah, like... You sent me the links. Uh, I saw a few posts. Um, like, of all the people released, I don't know that there's a great big yearning for to see what those people will do on the independent scene. Hopefully those guys prove me wrong, but, yeah. Um, come on, you're telling me you uh, don't want to see Wild Boar come over and form a trio with Bear Country? Actually, Wild Boar's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So I do have the what? list here. Uh, Emil, yeah. Amir yep. Jordan, Aston Smith, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, Eddie Dennis, Amelia McKenzie, which to me was shocking, yeah. Flash Morgan Webster, Jack Stars, Kenny Williams, Nina Samuels, Primate, Rohan Rajir, uh, Samuel Gradwell, Saxton Hartley, Shah, uh, sorry, Shaw Samuels, T-Bone, Tenno Man, Trent Seven. Wow. Yeah, that's the big one. Wild Boar and Zia Brookside. I'm surprised they've released both um, Amelia McKenzie, the former Miller Mc, Millie McKenzie on the Independence, and yeah. Zia Brookside. I thought those were two women who you would have earmarked to be coming over to at least North America sometime soon to try out for North American TV. Uh, so for those unfamiliar, NXT UK is closing down. They did the stupid thing the past two weeks where they're having a tournament for the vacated NXT title, but the uh, championship got spoiled on NXT 2.0 with the champion showing up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're closing down NXT UK. They're keeping some people, some of those people are coming over to North America to wrestle there. It's, to me, it's a mess. NXT UK has been so poorly handled this whole time. God knows what the hell's going to happen there. Uh, and it's just, yeah, they're coming back as NXT Europe sometime next year. No date, no location, no word about the UK Performance Centre or any of those people, and those are just the uh, the wrestlers I read out. That's none of like the um, backstage people, the referees that were released. I, is Johnny Saint uh, Johnny Saint staying on, or is he gone? No idea. 
Um, I think the first episode of NXT Europe, you you have them come out and announce, oh, it's no longer the UK Championship, it's the NXT European Championship, and you have D'Lo Brown present the championship. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's no greater European champion than D'Lo Brown. (laughs) Yeah. um, I did like the idea of the Heritage Cup. It's just... It's very much tree falling in the woods with that promotion where there were opportunities where I did try to watch it because it was good. And then they did like the double drop of episodes. So I stopped watching. And then there was a takeover between something and Cardiff. And there was pretty much nothing on the, um, the hot videos to say anything happened on TV other than like a challenger was announced. The, the crazy part about this is the timing. Like, what is it, this weekend there's a pay-per-view in the UK? Yeah, and I've, we've gone back on um previous editions where we've talked about NXT UK and especially the UK takeovers, uh, where we've said, why don't they do a takeover the weekend they do the, the Raw and SmackDown tapings in Manchester or London or wherever they are in the UK that, that time? Yeah. Because, okay, you're not going to bring a, a full pay-per-view to the UK, at least previously. Why not give them a a, um, a takeover and, like, a, a house show uh, with both people appearing, both brands, or, like, a where the NXT US comes over as part of that house show, and then you tape Raw the next time, and then you fuck off back to the US. It's just... So many missed opportunities. Yeah, you bring up a good point. When is Clash of Clash in the Castle? Uh, Clash at the Castle. Um, let me quickly pull that up. But yeah, I think that's. I think it's this weekend. It might be next weekend. Um, yeah, we had that one. is September the third. So it's not this weekend. It's the weekend after. So that'll be. Actually, I'm not sure. Will that be the Sunday in Australia? The Probably. Yeah. Uh, UK, so it'd be like maybe like 4 or 5 a.m. for us. Ooh, I'm assuming if they're starting at like 8 p.m. British time. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, I, I don't understand the British times. I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, over the years, I've trained myself to understand the American times. I'm not really adversed in the British to Australian times, so I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I've got a good handle on the the East Coast Australian to the East Coast of North America. It's a 14-hour time difference. I know that's straight off the top of my head. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ask me anywhere else in the world, it's a bit a bit fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we get to the week that was? Because, yeah, seeing what's going to come out of uh, NXT UK slash Europe, especially the timing. I, I yeah, it's odd. Maybe maybe uh, Triple H is going. Hey, Millie McKenzie. You know we released you from this because we're going to bring you up at Clash in the Castle to challenge Liv or something. Yeah, I know. Not a chance. Uh, I think there's a good chance, just considering 
who Zara Brookside's dad is that um, old William Regal uh, heavily vouches for Zara Brookside to come to AEW. Yeah, yeah, I'd... Here's the thing. We keep saying Tony can't sign everyone because he's now... (laughs) He signed so many big names and then he brought up Ring of Honor and he can't keep taking everyone, but he somehow does. I think out of that class of named releases I announced, if you're just going to take Wild Boar as someone who's enhancement talent, there's an option. But at the same time, your roster is that stacked. You don't need someone like that right now. I'd be looking at Trent Seven. I'd be uh, looking at a Millie McKenzie. I'd be looking at a Zia Brookside. Dave Mastiff has a bit about him too. But, but yeah. Um, How did the Coffee Brothers get signed to NXT US, but like Mastiff and Mackenzie didn't? No idea, man. Dave Mastiff's a fucking beast. I, I loved it. Um, when NXT UK first started, and I was actually watching semi regularly, like they were shoving him hard and he was just coming out. Uh, in his Vader-inspired singlet, just beating the crap out of locals, and it was great. Oh, so good. Uh, I suppose the other one, sort of Flash Morgan Webster, I suppose you could take him on for a little bit, do something with him and Orange Cassidy. In Ma- a Mark run. Andrews. Uh, there's, Andrew. a, there's a little bit there with Andrews. Um, him and Flash Morgan Webster were a tag team, if I'm not mistaken. So. Team champs. Yeah, so oh, it's not like AEW needs more tag teams, but they probably got a better chance of getting a shot in a major promotion if they stick together as a tag team. I mean, Mandrews does have history with uh, old TNA. Is yeah, part of British check. boot camp. Oh, it might have been British boot camp. It might have been that gut check gimmick they used to do. I can't remember which one, but yeah. Raka King. <laughs> it wasn't Rinka King. Um, oh, damn it, I still get the name wrong. Oh, man. Um, well, speaking of... Uh, well, smooth segue here. Speaking of, like, old TNA and releases and people leaving companies, Jeff Jarrett's the senior executive of bloody live events and it's gone. (laughs) G-double-O-double-N-double-E. So so thank God we never uh, got around to having the time to record the Fugbidden Door. Because, here's a spoiler alert, I have to completely change it now, because our thing was it has to be WWE or AEW signed people for AEW versus WWE. So, the finish of my pay-per-view was, oh, like, it's a big five-on-five match, there's, like, Samoa Joe on one side, there's, like, AJ Styles on another side, like... Bobby Roode runs down, and in the end, AEW and WWE get decimated by the formation of the TNA Alliance. <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett comes out and reveals himself to be 
the whole storyline was like, oh, who's going to run WWE now that Vince is gone? And Jeff Jarrett comes out and is like, I'm the, I'm the new chairman of the WWE. Welcome to Total Nonstop Entertainment. Jeez. So that's what it was going to be. But now that Jeff's not in the company, I have to rewrite it. Uh, uh, I suppose the uh, last little bit there, jumping over to TNA and uh, releases, the Good Brothers, apparently their uh, working contract with Impact is coming up soon. Yeah, well, they've been they've been popping up in New Japan, so hopefully they stay there because I think there's more interest in what they do in Japan than anywhere else in the world. Um, yeah. The Japanese crowd, like, even though they're not allowed to make noise, for some reason, they can't contain themselves for a Doc Gallows or a Carl Anderson match. So, <laughs> Very true. Very true. Okay, with all that being said, we shall get down to it. Uh, these are just going to be brief notes because I said, as they um, have been the past two weeks. So we kick things off. Raw, the ape for the ape, coming from Cleveland, Ohio. Saw Seth Rollins defeat Angelo Dawkins. Kevin Owens defeats Ezekiel by referee's decision. Finn Bella defeats Rey Mysterio. The women's tag team first round match in the um, tag team for the vacant women's tag team titles. Jeez, that's quite a mouthful. Saw Dakota Kai and EO Sky defeat Dana Brooke and Tamina. Uh, this match went longer than it should have. We then saw yeah. Bobby Lashley defeat Champa with the Miz. Champa came out with a Harley race robe. Yeah. I thought this was going to be the main event of the night, and I was wrong as the show continued. <laughs> I felt that was the high point of this of that week's Raw, because then we got yeah. a two-on-one match of Omos defeating two local talents, Dolph Ziggler defeating Chad Gable, and AJ Styles defeats the Miz in a no DQ match. What are they doing with AJ, man? I mean, is AJ on his last run? Yeah, uh, I, I think he is. But if he actually is, this is a waste of it. Mm-hmm. Like an absolute waste. There, there are still dream matches you can do with AJ. There are still options out there. Like, have we even seen, like, AJ Styles versus this version of Roman Reigns? I don't think we have. No. I don't think we saw a lot of AJ versus Roman Reigns anyway. I think he had, like, a one, two-month run with him when AJ first turned heel not long after his debut, and that was about it. Yeah. Um. Besides that, like, like, yeah, there's so many options. Like, we haven't had a proper AJ and Finn program. No, and all the stuff they did was sort of wishy-washy, sort of poking at the crowd going, oh, these guys were in Bullet Club together. You remember that? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, there's there are options left for AJ. I personally would... Well, when Cody comes back, turning AJ heel to be in a feud with Cody would be great. 
Um, or even Cody turning heel to be with AJ, but I don't think a Cody heel turn's going to happen. Uh, no, no, no. there's never a place for him to do it. I think it's WWE. Oh, he, he's, <laughs> he's selling way too much merch. Like, even on the injury reserve, he's still, like, top three merch sellers on the current roster. Who's the other two? Roman and... I think it's Roman and uh, Bianca, I think. Or is it... Um, it's one of the ladies. I think it might have been Becky. Fair enough. Uh, moving forward, we go to AW Dynamite, Quake by the Lake, coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, the 10th of the 8th, that sees the... Deb- um, that kicks things off with the coffin match. Although, I'm watching this on tape delay, and the fight version misses like the first seven minutes of this uh, this taping. Was it the same live for you? Uh, no. So you got to see like the um, start of uh, this week's Dynamite, the start of the coffin match. Yeah. So when I tuned in, both men were busted open. So how did Darby get busted open and how did Brody get busted open? I honestly... Full disparity, humans. This was a couple of weeks ago now. I can't remember. But yes, I saw I saw their entrances and everything. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought this was a really good cough match. I love the ending of it. Like, at one point, the crowd's chanting, we want Sting, we want Sting. And the lights come out, and out comes um, House of Black and Julia Hart, and they're all getting involved, and it's no DQ match, so the ref can't do match. And Brody King goes to open the coffin, and Sting's there. <laughs> oh, it was it was so <laughs> stupid that it was good, and I loved it. Yeah. And the the closing moments, like Darby knocks Brody off the apron, who falls down, lands in the coffin, and the door with the momentum of Brody landing in this coffin. Swings itself shut and he wins. <laughs> they could have tried that like five or six times in rehearsal and it wouldn't have happened if they just tried it this time and it just worked. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Great. The Tornado tag team match of La Faction in Goblin Nablaze, Andrade and Rush defeating Lucha Bros, Pento Scarra and Ray Phoenix at one point. Uh, Penta gets his mask tied up by Rush in the ropes. So he deliberately unmasks himself to break up a pinfall between Andrade and Ray, but then goes back to covering his face. He sort of spills to the outside. Uh, Alex is there trying to help him, and um, LaFaction just make it a two-on-one match then against um, Ray, and they eventually unmask him after the match as well. A lot of unmasking by this faction. I noticed during this match as well, Rush is wearing his um white and gold um tights, but they got the lo- the old Los in Goblinables, not La Faction logo. Yeah, <laughs> very much vibes of a uh, Alberto El Patron when he was in Impact as a uh, Global Force Champion. Oh my God! Having don't the do... ADR tights. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. Uh, we saw Luchasaurus defeat Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry, who had his workhorseman mate J.D. Drake ringside. Ricky Starks made quick work of Aaron Solo. 
Jake Cargill wrestled Madison Rain. This match was horrible. Yeah. Granted, Madison's never been like world class great because of the era she came up in and what the women were expected to do in her era. Jade's still fairly green, but yeah. Jade was the better of the two in this match. Yeah, for sure. Oh boy. Uh, and the main event that got the vast majority of like the last. 30, 35 minutes here was the ATW interim world title match that saw John Moxley defeat Chris Jericho. In my opinion, one of Jericho's better matches this year. Yeah, this was great, actually. Yeah, Jericho had his working boots on here. And in the post-match, we see the return of CM Punk. It seems every time CM Punk returns, we uh, we take a week off. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? now? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're like, oh, we're missing Sam Punk. We should take a week off and see if he comes back. <laughs> uh, overall, thumbs up show, Quake, by the way. What about yourself? Yeah, thumbs up. Um, yeah, John Tenter, by the way. <laughs> had, to, <laughs> had to sneak that joke in. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, Brody and Darby was just a banger. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to catch Emergence? Impact uh, last week. Oh my god! Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> so we had an X Division match where Mike Bailey defeated Jack Evans. Okay. Tag team match of Violent by Design: Dina and Eric Young defeating Chris Sabin and Kashida. You remember their former name as a tag team? Uh, wasn't it Alex Shelley? That was with Kashida as the time splitters. Good work. You picked up on my trick question. <laughs> you got me. Uh, we saw Bandito defeating Ray Horace. Sammy Callahan defeat Steve Macklin in a no DQ match. A no disqualification 10 man tag team match that sees Team Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, Matt Tafen, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent. Defeat Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Doc Gallows, Hikalelu, and Carl Anderson. I still find it weird that Hikalelu's in Bullet Club and uh, G.O.D. sort of aren't. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, the Impact Knockouts title was defended by Jordan Grace, defeating me again. And in your main event, Josh Alexander put up the Impact World title, defeating Alex Shelley. Really good uh, Impact Plus special, I thought. Uh, it, um, what is it? Emergence just takes place at the uh, the weekly TV that week. Yeah. Uh, from there, Friday Night Smackdown from the 12th of August. Coming to you from North Carolina. Uh, yeah. So the reported dark match saw Butch defeating Drew Gulak. I forgot he wrestled. <laughs> A women's tag team tournament first round match that sees Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez defeating Tank Girl Shotzi and Zia Lee. Okay. Right. Uh, we saw the returning Hit Row, Ashante Adonis, Top Dollar, and B Fab defeat Brandon Scott 
and Trevor Irwin. Oh my god, I forgot that hit right return. Oh man, it's it's like oh the MWO's coming back next week. Here comes Vincent the Disciple and Michael Wall Street. Michael <laughs> Wall Street. Oh, it's just like come yeah. on, man. A non-title tag team match that saw Drew McIntyre and Madcap Boss defeat the Usos because reasons. And a very good Intercontinental Championship match that saw Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser defeat Shinsuke Nakamura to retain his IC Championship. Uh, Yeah, nothing happening show other than the IC title, which I recommend you go check out. That's such a good match. Oh, it's a banger. You just tell, like, it's easy to tell when Shinsuke, like, when he respects an opponent because he actually brings it. Like, more often than not, he's a, he sort of holds back more often than not. But if he's starting to lay it in, it means, oh, Shinsuke, like, really respects this person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Him and AJ, like, I haven't touched in a while, but whenever they do, they sort of have that that uh, sort of chemistry. Yeah. So we go to Rampage coming to you again from Minneapolis on tape delay from the 12th. CC AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championship being defended by Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello. No, that is not a mistake. Since she got married, she has changed her last name. Yeah, I don't understand it though. Like, whose she, last name is Mello? Uh, she came out in an interview and said, um, Conti was the surname of her former husband. So now that she's remarried, she wanted to change it. Maybe it's uh, Sammy's birth name. Maybe it's her maiden name. I don't know. I didn't really look into that. I will let you know once you finish reading these out. So uh, Sammy and Tay defeat Dante Martin and Blue Sky. Parker Bordeaux with Slim J defeats Sunny Kiss. The Gun Club, Austin Colton with Billy Gunn, defeat Beardhausen, because every version of Danhausen needs a nickname. Hey, is Danhausen basically, um, uh, is it Matt Rogers from PWA? Every tag <laughs> team has a name and a history. Oh, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Gun Club defeat the team of Beardhausen, Danhausen and Eric Redbeard. That's Eric Redbeard. <laughs> That's still burnt into my memory. And Orange Cassidy with best friends defeat Ari Davari with Parker Bodo and Slim J. Yeah, Rampage is fast becoming nothing happening. At least those initial weeks after they brought Ring of Honor, it started to mean something again, but it's just dropping off again. Uh- I think the biggest news is that they're actually doing something with Sunny Kiss now. <laughs> yeah, so that was the most surprising part for me. <laughs> was yeah. yeah, Sunny's Sunny's getting a bit of TV time and um. Oh my gosh, Sunny Kiss should come out and start saying what Sunny wants, Sunny gets. Oh, that's so good. Yes, please. <laughs> oh. oh, and then like someone. <laughs> Someone gets accused of having some sunny days. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, let's not go there. Uh, Raw from this past week. Uh, I'm assuming Alex has this week's on in the background, but we are talking about uh, episode 1525 coming to you from Washington, D.C. We kick things off here with the women's tag team first round match that saw Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeat Bianca Belair and, uh, sorry, with uh, Bianca Belair in their corner, defeating the team of Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Yeah. Champa and Miz defeat Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Drew McIntyre defeats Kevin Owens by DQ. Veer Mahan defeats Bo Killer. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-A-B-E-A-U-X. Bobby Lashley defeats AJ Styles in 20 minutes for the US title. Um, I forgot to mention on Friday they did a um, hype package talking up the history of the IC title, similar to how uh, two or three weeks ago they did one for the US title. Yeah, that was so good, man. And how much did it like help rehab these titles? Bang, yeah. Triple H era, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A non-title match where <laughs> Dakota Kai defeats Dana Brooke, who's the 24-7 champ, but Dakota Kai ain't got time for that shit. And in your main event, Fury defeats Dolph Ziggler. Uh, anything of note on here for you this past week, Alex? Uh, this was, like, it's it's such a thumbs-in-the-middle show nowadays, but it's, like, a much better show than it was, like, four months ago. I can see improvements, but there's it's, still things that need to change. The um, yeah. the camera production side needs to change. Um, the matches have improved. Yeah. Um, and and like putting the importance on the titles has improved, but Raw's still three hours, and I'm watching like a two-hour version on uh, KO. And it still drags. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to take time to reformat the show and try to make three hours important each week. They would be better this next negotiation going to USA going, look, we want two hours. We have enough money. We can do with the cutting down of the, the bidding for two hours. Yep. Because if you, if they broadcast two hours, so you cut out this, uh, you cut out that 24-7 match, you cut out that Fury match, and you trim one or two promos, you've got two hours there of pretty compelling TV each week. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it's sandwiched in with an hour of crap. Uh, Dynamite this past week. Do we have to talk about it from Charleston, West Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Where's the, um, uh, where's the hangman come from? Aaronstown, Virginia. So we kick things off with uh, Punk, and he comes out, and he goes, oh, I'm going to call out Hangman for his rematch right now. Well, that's right. You're not here because you're a coward. Okay, you're talking about Mox. Oh, boy. Seems we've got get... this version of CM Punk back. Do we get into this part now about all the rumours and stuff running around? And apparently Hangman's, like, Hangman and Punk have legit hate. 
Yeah, there's beef there because there was beef there during the uh, the program for Punk to win the title, and now that Punk's back, there's still beef there that wasn't squashed. And uh, the rumours about like Hangman trying to stick up for Colt Cabana was a part of it. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, Colt Cabana was just gonna get cut. It wasn't even. He wasn't even going to get the ROH gig until, like, Hangman convinced him or something. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. It's like, uh, I love having Punk around. It's so good. But, man, it does sound toxic. But you know what else it sounds like? It It sounds like Brett and Sean. Like... Punk and Hangman sound like Brad and Sean. And I know Punk's the fucking... He's the, like... The guy that's constantly writing love letters to Brad Hart in, in his bloody matches and doing all of Brett's stuff. But, you know... <laughs> you live long enough as a Brad Hart, you see yourself become a Sean Michaels. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And yeah, like Hangman's the short, uh, Hangman's the Brett, Punk's the Sean. Yeah, yeah, it, it's sad to to sort of see that happening. Uh, do you want to go through this uh, Mox promo? Anything of note? Because it was sort of split over two segments. I may have lost Alex there for a moment. Uh, so I'll just continue on. Here. You, you there? Yeah, are you? No, I'm not here. <laughs> nah, my, my <laughs> thing went flat. So I okay. didn't chuck it on the charge. Sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, you were saying you live long enough to... You, li- to... you live long enough as a Bret Hart, you see yourself become a Shawn Michaels. And I think Punk's, yeah, definitely got that... Shawn Michaels about him these days, going off yeah. script, uh, having a bit of backstage drama. If the rumours are true, not many people like him backstage. But you can't get rid of him because that's that's your bread and butter. That's your money right there. That's Sam Punk. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see. Uh, so... Going on through the uh, the night, there's two pull-apart rules between um, Punk and Mox. Uh, one stemming at the top of the show, one about an hour and 10, hour and 15 in, uh, which leads to the announcement of this week they're doing the title unification match, not at the pay-per-view. It's odd. It's really odd. Uh, I don't expect a finish. And how many times has AEW ever done that other than the time limit draws in their championship matches? Not often. No, like, count on one hand, basically. I can't think of any time they've done a DQ finish in a championship match. No, no. So, three, the three bigger ones, the world, the tag team, and the women's. Yeah, so I think um, this has to be just like a we have one match and then we set up for the pay-per-view. It has to be that. 
like Mox versus Punk still has to happen at the pay-per-view, surely. Unless Hangman gets slotted into the match and it's a triple threat. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking too. The only way you you sort of the only way I could see him screwing uh doing like a screwy finish is Hangman runs out and attacks Punk and there's a DQ, but because it's a title unification match, they both hold on to their titles and they do a freeway now at the pay per view. Very possible, I think. Like, Hangman wasn't in that interim title tournament. Um, He hasn't had a chance since he lost the belt. So, yeah, why not? And it it's not as if you do this all the time, and I think the fans would be very understanding of doing this on sparing occasions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just worry that it might get a bit of backlash if that's how they close the show is a non-finish with Punk and Moxley. Okay, uh, I'll pull that up in a moment there. Um, I suppose, uh, yeah, that is, it is dynamite, though. It's not um, all out. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, AEW fans just have a different expectation these days. And I I think it's an unfair expectation, I think. But I just fully see AEW fans being like, oh, they didn't give us a finish. They should have given us a finish. But it's a TV show that you got to draw things out occasionally, you know. Uh, So as I go back here, so we kicked things off this past week with the best two out of three falls match that saw Brian Danielson taking on Daniel Garcia. This match going 26-16. Garcia getting the uh, first decision after about nine minutes. And um, Jericho's on commentary talking up how Garcia is going to sweep here. Uh, Danielson gets the second decision around the 15-minute mark. Goes for another 10 minutes with Danielson getting the third win, winning 2-1. to one. Hell of a match. Great match. Oh, so good. Um, the Dream Boat <laughs> by ringside as I well. Yeah, Jericho's going, oh, I never liked that good goody two-shoes Ricky Steamboat. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do a backstage segment um, later as well because in the post-match, uh, Garcia goes to shake Danielson's hand and Jericho sort of goes down and tells Garcia, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, so backstage, they sort of do that, and um, 2.0's by Jericho's side when he's doing the interview, and Dreamboat walks in and goes, you know, I haven't liked you since 2009, Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm like, huh, so we're bringing back this legend. Good. Where is um, Steamboat even from? Hawaii? I think it's Hawaii, yeah. Following that, we saw Gun Club, Austin, and Carlton with Billy make very quick worse of Varsity Blondes. Just threw one of the guys out of the ring, submitted the other guy. 31 seconds. Wow. And, you know, they're sort of celebrating in the ring. Stokely comes out of the ramp, and the sons turn on the father. And we see them all sort of 
feeding into Billy Gunn and out comes the acclaim. They make the save for Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn sort of seems to be uh, siding back with the acclaim now. Perfect. Billy Gunn <laughs> and the acclaimed had such great chemistry. It's, yeah, I, li- I like it a lot. Tony Storm defeated Kaylin King in six, uh, 650. An all right match. And in your main event, the opening uh, match in the AEW World Trios Tournament in the first round sees La Faction in Goblinables, Andrade Alidolo, Rush, and a debuting on AEW Dragon Lee. The brothers have put their differences aside for this trios tournament with Jose the assistant in their corner. Taking on Matt and Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler by their side. They go down the end of the ring and I give Justin Roberts the uh, the sheet to announce who's coming out. And it is Kenny by God Omega. With Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa as well. Naka, 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 nakazawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Callis joins commentary. And Kenny's uh, wearing, I suppose he's wearing like... um. For those who haven't seen the photo, it looks like a, um, a pressure top and he's still got one of his shoulders heavily taped. So I don't know how long he's going to be wrestling like that, but he got cleared enough to actually come back. <laughs> yeah, and I thought he wrestled a bit more of a subdued style. Um, like not exactly the style that he's more known for. And I, I have no issue with that. <laughs> To be honest, if no, he wants what, to tame it a little bit, he can tame it. His his own is Jews. What Danielson should be doing too, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't agree. Danielson. Uh, hell of a trios match. This this was really good. Um, remind me if I'm wrong. What was the main event of All Out with uh, the Bucks taking on three uh, luchadors? Was Dragon Lee one of those luchadors? All, all out. Oh, all, all, all in, all in. It was um, fuck. It was Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Ray Mysterio. So it was none of these guys. I can't remember if it was Dragon Lee, but it was um Bandito. Okay. Yeah. So hell of a match. Twenty-one minutes. Actually, I don't think it was Ray Phoenix, was it? Who did, who did uh, Kenny... Oh, Kenny had Penta, so yeah, it was Ray Phoenix, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, goes the uh, 21 minutes here and sees Kenny Omega pin Dragon Lee. In the post-match, we are very rushed for time going off the air. The Elite standing on the rampway, the faction in Gublinable, consoling Dragon Lee on the loss. Then, Hammerlock DDT! And unmasked. And yeah. good night, everybody. Well, uh, if you're going to compare this trios match to the main event of all in like there's a good comparison there <laughs> they were in a bit of a rush in the main event or yeah. shall we say a bit of a roosh um yeah uh this is great though like the pop for kenny was so good um it's not like we didn't know it was gonna be kenny but but yeah. just because we knew it was going to happen doesn't make it any less awesome. Yeah, that was great. I loved every second of it. I like... Um, there was some point during the show, I can't remember who it was who was going to go down for a match. It might have been Tony Nice, 
and Mox just runs out and lays them out and then calls out Punk for the the um second half of their pull apart. Yeah. I think it was Tony Nese, and I like that touch that they're like, okay, we're going to have a match, match now. Oh, crap, Moxley has ruined it. Everyone get down there and break it apart. Yeah. Now, I suppose uh, we should talk a little bit about G132. How much of the G1 did you watch? Because I watched Fuck All. Uh, if you watched Fuck All, I watched less because <laughs> I, I saw zero seconds of this G1, I'll be honest. Yeah, so uh, final night here of G132 coming from Nippon Budokan in uh, Tokyo, Japan. There is a bunch of undercard matches here. Of note that I want to point out, we saw Tam DK, Bad Dude Tito and Jonah defeat Team Filthy, Royce Isaacs and Tom Lawler. I mean, I won't say no to Jonah and Tom at um, Bloodsport next year. Yes, please. Uh, we also see, was there anything else really of note on the undercard that I'm looking at? Good Brothers defeat, uh, were defeated by Finley and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Weird. Yeah. Kushida and Tamatonga with Jado defeat Bullet Club Jay White and Taiji Ishimori with Gato. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Okay, cool. Um, I and, forgot Kushida's back. Yeah, cool. And in your G1 Climax 2022 final, sees Kazuchika Okada defeat Will Ospreay, who had the United Empire by ringside. Really good match. It's just a case of Okada wins LOL. God. Okay. Ugh. What's the point in this? Will needed this more than Okada. Yeah, the problem is, look at who your champ is. So you're really going to do Osprey versus Jay White? Yeah, yeah, that's another problem too. Yeah. Just New, New Japan this past year really has hit a roadblock with me. Uh, yeah, good, good G1 final match. Go back, check that one out if you haven't, humans. Okay, so Friday Night Smackdown number 1,200 coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Quebec, Montreal, <laughs> Canada. Allez-vous, Francais? Yeah. Où avez-vous couché avec moi? C'est moi. What's the uh, Maurice song? Ooh, oui. Ooh, oui. <laughs> So the reported dark match was Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Angel. Then we saw on the broadcast women's tag team tournament first round match of Toxic Attraction. Hey, there's a surprise. <laughs> Let's call these guys up. Defeating Natalia and Sonya Deville. So even though they're replacing, uh, who was it, Nikita Lyons. And... and um... I don't know who the other one was. Was it the skater girl? No, I don't think so. No? Anyway, they replaced <laughs> the upper NXT team and they decided to go with Toxic Attraction here for the win over the um, established main roster people. But in my opinion, the right decision, having a tag team. Actually All right, let, let's, take, let's take a pause here and talk yeah. about this cursed tournament because 
announced just before Raw started today. Yeah. GG Dolan has suffered an injury and Toxic Attraction won't be taking part in the tournament anymore. Okay, I'm going to pull up. When's the uh, finals for this? Is this a clash in the castle? I think so. It has to be. Uh, it might not be, actually. No, it, it should be because, yeah, there's two weeks. So, yeah. Should I pull this up just to uh, see the bracket? But, yeah, this this thing is cursed. I think it was Nikita Lyons who had uh, visa issues trying to get into Canada. The one night they wanted to book her was the no, uh, Canadian do, night. Do you know the legit visa issues there? No. She's anti-COVID vax, and she, she can't get into Canada because she refuses to get vaccinated. Idiot. Yeah, fucking idiot. Um. Uh, it's not there, so I'm just going to try to find it in a moment. Um, so yeah, now so what two. they're doing on this oh. week's... Oh. What just happened? You're there. Yep. Yeah, go on. Um, so now what they're doing is on this week's SmackDown, they're doing a second chance fatal four-way with all the losing teams, and the winner gets a shot at... Uh, the winner takes on Raquel and Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, God. So I've got the brackets here. We saw EO Sky and Dakota Kai defeat Tamina and Dana Brooke to advance. We saw Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeat Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop to advance in the raw side of the bracket. Uh, then we see Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeated Shotzi and Zyli. So Raquel and Aaliyah have advanced. Then we saw, yeah, Toxic Attraction defeat Natalia and Sonya, but they're out. So instead we have Tamina and Dana Brooke, Sonya Deville and Natalia, Dewdrop and Nikki ASH. So they're not even putting in the other no. team. No, um, and the loser of the other match that happened today will also be in that match. Okay. So, so the loser of the semi-final that's already taken place, which we can't talk about until next week, but yeah. I can't find who the other person's teammate was, and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so we've got two tournaments going on at the moment. One in WWE for women's tag titles, one in AEW for trios titles. Which one do you feel is being booked better at the moment? Uh, I guess the trio's title. <laughs> I mean, it's got people in it I care about. Yeah. I mean, we got Dakota. Yeah. And I, I'm always going to be a bit of an Alexa Bliss mark, but she's um, not doing a great deal. Um, But yeah, the trio's tournament is... It's got some studs in it. And if, you know... There's a possibility we're going to get Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega in this trios tournament. Which we could talk about in a moment. Uh, so continuing on SmackDown here, we saw an intercontinental number one contendership five-way match that sees Sheamus defeat Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Ricochet, and Sami Zayn. The okay. fucking pop Sami Zayn got in Montreal was insane. Yeah. 
I love Sami Zayn and like Kevin Owens going back to to Montreal. It's very much like um MJF going to uh, Long Island. Long Island, yes, and he just gets cheated out of the building. Yeah. There was a really great backstage segment with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns before this too, where Sami Zayn's trying to manipulate Roman into favouring Sami over the Usos, which is just great stuff. Yeah, it's the honorary Us. <laughs> yep. I suppose he's chasing that title so the Bloodline can have all the men's gold on SmackDown. Well, that yeah, that was the game plan, yeah. We saw... Liv Morgan defeats Shotzi in a non-title match. And this was all right. I'd say this was about as good as the um the Jade Madison Rain match. It it wasn't great, but it was there. Yeah. It's what you expect of a championship uh match either for the title or a non-title. Yeah. Uh main event. Uh, reported dark match rather is Kevin Owens and Riddle defeating the brawling brutes Butch and Ridge Holland. So Kevin Owens also appearing on that show. Hmm. I mean, SmackDown's plotting along nicely. It's, it's still, getting there. It's still two hours, but after the draft and they took out a lot of people last draft, it yeah. needs to be rebuilt. <laughs> Here's it's the problem. They're, yeah, go ahead. They're, they're building the feud with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre underneath this Roman Reigns thing. So the main of the main event of this fucking Welsh pay-per-view is going to be like Drew getting cost the universal title in the main event of the first UK pay-per-view since SummerSlam 92. That's just what's going to happen because Cross is going to cost Drew the match. It's, the whole feud has been set up like this. And yeah. your first UK pay per view after all these years, that's how you're going to finish it? Oh, it's going to, yeah, it's not a good idea. Unless somehow they decide to do Gunther versus Sheamus in the main event. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh boy. As um, a as a wink and a nod to the last UK pay, proper pay per view they had, putting the say, IC title last. Has Sheamus ever been IC champ? No, it's the one belt he hasn't won, to, which is stopping him from being a Grand Slam champion. So I think it's too early for Gunther to lose it. But if he is going to lose it, I wouldn't hate it if he loses it to Sheamus. Because Sheamus yeah. deserves to say he was a Grand Slam champ. He's been there for long enough. Uh, so, reported matches so far for, what's the official name? Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Not and in the, the castle. <laughs> Although, them having a pay-per-view inside of a castle would be sick. Have you ever seen footage of the RCW show they did in one of, like, um, it's like some old heritage jail-type building yes. somewhere? Australia. Yes, so good. Yeah, such a cool visual. Yeah. Uh, so we have reported matches of Roman Reigns, the champion, versus Drew McIntyre in a singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Liv Morgan, the champion, versus Shayna Baszler 
in a singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky in a six-woman tag team match. Oh, did you notice on um one of the shows, even Bailey screwed up the name and said uh, Dakota Sky? And then went, oh, shut up, you idiots. I know what oh, I'm talking Oh, that's doing. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dakota Kai and EO Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wish Bailey was on SmackDown because she's got such good chemistry with Cole. Yep. Uh, Riddle versus Seth Frickin' Rollins in a singles match. And yes, Gunther the champion versus Sheamus in a singles match for the IC title. All of which should be fairly good. Uh, The last show I want to touch on, as we've touched on uh, everything else, is AEW Rampage 55 taped again from Charleston, West Virginia, coming to us on the 19th of the 8th. So it saw the tag team championship match of Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, the champs defeat Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. The FTW title, Hook defeated Zach Clayton, to which I said, who, the week before when he challenged Hook. And I said, who, again, when he turned up this week. Yeah, um, he's somewhat famous in a sense. So I get why they used him, because he might bring in a couple of casuals. But yeah. Uh, Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart defeats Sir Pentico in a minute 10. Very quick matches all this week on Rampage as we're just cramming all our shit in. Athena defeats a returning Penelope Ford. Well, returning to TV at least in 5.40, and in your main event, in an opening round match for the trios titles, sees best friends, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Beretta defeat the Trust Busters, Ari Davari, Parker Bordeaux, and Slim J with Sunny Kiss ringside. <laughs> I get why everyone paid out this um, tournament for having the Trust Busters put in there. It's like, really? <laughs> why that? Oh. I think there's potential with them. But, yeah, putting them in the tournament was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I I, I see why you did it. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit bit of a, a weird one. So uh, anything of that rampage that you want to touch on quickly? Or should I talk about the uh, trios tournaments before we uh, wrap things up? Uh, I'm... I think we've pretty much covered everything there. Not much worth talking about. And by the way, humans, the reason why I was saying Zach Clayton's kind of famous is because he's married to Jay Wow from the Jersey Shore. So, like, not super famous, but there's probably some, probably a decent social media following. Fair enough, then. Uh, so, remaining opening round matches for the Trios tournament will see Death Triangle, Puck. Penta Alzero Merdo and Ray Phoenix taking on the team of United Empire, Will Ospreay, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Aussie Open, get the fuck in. Yeah, the my biggest issue is what side of the bracket this match is having is happening on. So it's hey, like, yeah. oh, these guys aren't gonna make the finals. It's just there's just no way. Give us two great matches and I'll be happy. Yeah. So that, yeah. The 
winner of uh, Death Triangle versus Unite Empire will take on the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks in the uh, first semi-final match. We go down to the lower half of the bracket that sees the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews will face Dark Order members, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Preston Vance. So the winner of that matchup will meet best friends Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. Yeah. So oh, the, the final of this whole tournament's going to be House of Black versus the Elite at All Out, surely. No, I disagree. I disagree respectfully, kind sir. I uh, think... Dark Order versus the Elite to give Hangman the choice. Yeah. To have Hangman, because he said, I'm going to be in Dark Order's corner for this tournament. So to mm. have Hangman in that corner and his other friends are in the ring against his new friends and he's sort of torn. I mean, it is the one that sort of leans itself in the um, the most storyline. I don't see Death Triangle going past United Empire because Pac's got a belt, even though he does nothing with that belt, and that belt means less than the FTW belt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also announced for All Out, uh, we have the a six-man tag team match announced of The Pinnacle. Hey, remember the pin- long with The Pinnacle. <laughs> I I legit had to spit out my drink and burst into laughter when Wardlow said that in his promo with FTR this past week, challenging uh, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. It's got the name listed here for their group as the Lethal Connection. I don't know if that's okay. been referenced as that on screen or if somebody's just put that in here. Yeah, I have uh, no idea. We will see. Thunder Rosa defend the championship against Tony Storm, who's the newly ranked number one after uh, Chris Statlander got injured again, so she's out of action. And it's been I announced. Think you pulled the trigger on Tony for fuck's sake. Tony time. Yep. Yeah, as much as I like Thunder Rosa, this uh, this title reign hasn't really done much. Mm, yeah, it's. I think they put the belt on her too late. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Uh, and uh, the casino ladder match has also been announced. I mean, we're we're a couple of weeks out. Wait, that's happening the same day as Castle. Yeah, both pay per views will happen the same day, just a few hours. Oh no, one's a third in the UK. So yeah, two, one's a Saturday, one's a Sunday. Fuck! What a weekend. Shit. Okay. So, yeah. Get ready for that. Oh, this is... It's the first time this has happened, isn't it? Oh, WWE there was, and AEW having a pay-per-view on the same weekend. There was one weekend where... There was NXT, an NXT doesn't count. ...into a... into a uh, New Japan North America show into a AEW show. Yeah. But uh, I, I meant more so in terms of WWE and yeah. AEW. Yeah. Maybe one of the Saudi shows, but not that I remember. No. This will um, be the same one. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be interesting. I'm meant to be having Warwick come over on the Monday for the All Out pay-per-view. 
But considering Drew's main eventing the day before, I might have to ask him to come over on the Sunday. Um, or, you, or you can just put that one on after. Make a whole day of it. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything in particular you're looking forward to from both pay-per-views? For me, seeing the final of the, um, the trios tournament, Clash in the Castle, I guess Drew, who's a UK person, I'm just looking through the rest of the announced matches. And uh, the, the, match I'm, the match I'm looking forward to the most from Clash at the Castle is definitely Gunther versus Sheamus, just because I know it's going to be an incredible just like potato after potato match. Are you saying that because he's Irish? No, 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 but <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah, that match is easily going to be match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it'll be hard to hard to top that. And um, all out of the announced matches so far, <laughs> there's not a lot there. <laughs> no, that's why I say I'm looking forward to the uh, the trios final. I'm trying to think of what other matches are obviously going to happen. I can't really think. Um, Puck v. Someone? <laughs> that's uh, never a certainty. I um, suppose he's using up his North American date for this. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess House of Black won't be in the finals because they, they've been doing the whole Derby and Sting feud. Ooh, House of Black v. Sting? Derby, yeah, I- I'd like that. Buddy and Malachi versus Sting and Derby, because like Derby's already had his bit with Brody King, so you do Buddy and Malachi. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on that, especially if Buddy gets pay per view time. That's good. If we get Buddy and Tony Storm on pay per view, we've won. Um. What other matches are obvious at the moment? Jade. Uh, Jade and Athena, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe Jericho and Danielson are going to do something. Yeah. Um, maybe you have da- Daniel Garcia join Jerick, uh, join Danielson at this pay-per-view, I think. Join the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, um, ask them. Yeah, perhaps you have a Claudio match on on All Out. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Joe since, have we? Since no. our OH pay-per-view. Nor Mercedes since she won the Ring of Honor women's title. Mm. I think um, FTR being in this six-man tag is kind of a waste of their momentum, but... Sure, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so with that being said, uh, what's been going over on the Smack It Down podcast recently? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Yeah, my schedule hasn't been great, so I haven't been able to record. Um, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago. It was just me and Corey Gold. Um, Jay Silver's sort of off at the moment because... Of having a newborn child, so uh, so his 
bit distracted, he can't really make it a lot. So it's probably for the foreseeable future. It's just going to be me and Corey Gold, um, which is it's a bit of an interesting dynamic if I break down the fourth wall for a second because I got onto that podcast because of a because of becoming friends with Jay Silver. I never met Corey Gold in before in my life until our first podcast we recorded together. So there's going to be a bit of a learning curve when it's just me and Corey Gold on there because quite truthfully, we don't really know each other. So it's basically a podcast of two complete strangers talking about a similar interest at the moment. So that's either good or bad. Who knows? Um, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I have no idea about the dude. So, like, the first 10, 15 minutes of the podcast is just like, oh, so tell me, uh, what have you been doing? Like, who are you? Um, <laughs> what do you do with yourself? Um, but, yeah. So, so things are slowly starting to progress. We should be recording at some point within the next week. Um, besides that... I'm on Instagram at Fruity and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. I barely touched Twitter lately. I've just been so slack. Uh, you find us at Wrestle Oz Star with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Star. And Chris is at. At. I'm Chris Funder on Twitter and at Chris Funder on Twitch. Currently on hiatus because my PlayStation broke even worse than Fruity's yeah. and is. Completely unusable. Oh, it's so annoying. Oh man, I was contemplating getting getting an Xbox Series X. I was like, I've had a couple of issues lately with my PlayStation where I don't even know if I'm ready to stick with the Sony brand anymore. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna have to uh, bite the bullet and get a new one. But uh. All that being said, you can go back, listen to the Wrestling All-Star archives for free, including SoundCloud, Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, and using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. And I promise humans, Fugs is coming. I just need to, I need to work on some shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Quickly. Um... Nick Gage versus John Moxley's happening again, coming up soon, and it's title versus career. Forgot to bring it up, but yeah. So <laughs> Nick Gage is probably going to retire. Ooh, big news. Yeah, and he also did an angle at JCW Homecoming where uh, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green renewed their vows. Um <laughs> Matt Cardona came dressed up as Macho Man from the Macho Man Liz wedding, <laughs> which was so good. <laughs> and um, and then Nick Gage, like, uh, crashed the wedding and busted open Matt Cardona with the pizza cutter. So it feels like they're going to be running back all of Nick Gage's greatest hits this like, these next few months before Nick Gage retires against Moxley. Fair enough.
They say I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the look. The drive goes wild. I'm just a sexy punk. Sexy punk. Brett, the hangman heart. 